Welcome to the New England Business Alliance podcast. Connect your business with the right resources. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the New England Business Alliance podcast. Today, our guest is Joanne Grigoriev, and she's going to talk about entrepreneurship and the rather unique journey she took as a second generation entrepreneur. Welcome today, Joanne. Oh, thank you, Meryl. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. I'm so fascinated by the fact that you grew up in an entrepreneurial household, which is still relatively unique. What was it like growing up? Well, it's all I ever knew. You know, it was it was amazing. It was it's wonderful. The parents, my parents were always home. And we actually have two sisters. We actually as we grew up, we started participating in the family business. So I'll tell you, my my father was a, I guess, a diehard art entrepreneur, a Dutchman, and he was the oldest of nine, and he was supposed to inherit the very successful watchmaking jewelry business in Holland, and he just couldn't see himself doing that. So he skipped out and went to Canada. Uh, to make his own way and met my mom, of course. And after just getting a job in Toronto where they settled in uh, doing a bit of that kind of work, he quit and he said, I'm going out on my own. I hadn't even, even, you know, I didn't even know all of this yet. What he did was he got a, um, one of his statues of the Madonna, just a small one. He took a photographs of it and in such a way that he was highlighting the nuances of the sculpture, the fineness of the wood. And he took that picture and he went door to door to all the furniture stores that he could find in Toronto until he landed his account. And he landed a big one. And his photography business started. He became well known in the city, did lots of uh, weddings. And we grew up with that whole milieu of, you know, camera equipment and, and, a, and a dark room in the basement and greeting customers and showing them the photo albums of my father's work. We all participated in all of that. And, and it, wove, it was woven into the fabric of our family life. Fascinating. So did you go to college for business? <laughs> um, I grew up also, this family is very musical. You know, my dad bought a piano before they bought a bed and a couch. So, <laughs> and music, classical music was being piped through the, throw, through the whole house, all three stories. And I fell in love with music making and especially playing the flute. And that's what I studied in school and even in university. Of course, I went to the Royal Conservatory, but I'll tell you, you know, the, the family was saying, well, at least take music education because you'll be able to be a teacher in high school. And I said, I don't think I can do that. I just want to play my flute and perform. And they, they blessed that. They, they let me do what my heart called me to do. Excellent. Yeah. No, I studied the flute as well. And yeah, unless you're planning to do a lot of classical music or, you know, some just throw tull or Chicago covers, you, you, you need to have that extra thing. So what made you start moving away from music? Did, did you get that orchestral job you were hoping for? Oh, yes. I had a, um, I started my career in Toronto and then um, met my husband and we moved to the States and continued here. 
um, teaching at uh, the Sukkot College, Hartwick College, and performing in the area for 20 plus years. So it was, nice. it was a good run and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved my students, you know, created ensembles with the flutes and we did mock auditions. So we had a fun time there at the college. Very cool. Well, you were mentioning your husband and you also mentioned your father taking pictures and going to door-to-door furniture stores. I see where this is kind of joining together with the word of furniture. So tell me what you and your husband have been doing. Yes, we have had a furniture design business, gosh, since almost since we were married. Um, you know, my husband, when I, when I met him and when we were engaged, he was a ferry pilot. Meaning ferry pilots, um, they deliver aircraft to new aircraft to faraway destinations. And um, what happened in the early 80s was there was a big economic slump. So aviation kind of, there was a lull. And uh, we still needed to have an income. And some of our music friends asked my husband to dip into his hobby of woodworking and make them a bed, something really unique. And he did. And he took pictures of that because I said, you know what? I think you can sell that. I said to him, right? You got to identify creativity too. And he uh, took those pictures to stores. And what they, this store told him was, well, that's really amazing. But what we need is something that is a couch, something that unfolds into a bed and something that has storage area. And what he did was he went home and he designed what became the first patented futon uh, in the in the uh, United States Patent Office. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah. So we've been doing that business all along in different iterations. Sometimes we uh, we were we had our own manufacturing and we were supplying stores all over the country. At one time, we were getting royalties for designs. So different iterations and. Um, of, of that, you know, responding to global trends and markets. Very cool. Yeah, I, I saw the website with it's the showing this beautiful futon and to sleep on your porch. It's like, that yeah, is so, so we're cool. we're targeting kind of a niche market now um, for outdoor sofa beds for your porch. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. But okay, you, had, you were in music, you were in furniture making, but you also got really into health and wellness. What, what triggered your interest in the whole health and wellness market? Yeah, you know, I think that trigger, we all, almost all of us will experience something of that nature at one time. My dad, when I was 16, was diagnosed and they, and, uh, they did cut it out. Uh, they said they got every last bad cell and uh, that he would be fine. And he was fine for another 20 years until I got the phone call that for my sister, dad's in the hospital. He has a massive tumor this time in the brain and you got to get home right away. And the doctors, again, they did what they do, which is it's, that's fine. They cut it out and they said, we got it all. And he did pass a year and a half later after very aggressive treatments. So where I fit in with my health and wellness is I was just, you know, I'm a flute player and I, and I make furniture. I didn't know anything about this stuff about health and wellness. All I had was a feeling that there's got to be a better way for us to take care of ourselves. You know, between the two diagnoses, my mom was, she was doing all she could. She was uh, feeding us organic food and lots of vitamins and, and doing the right things. And yet it came back and I was, 
I just was felt with, well, felt like, well, is there something more? But I didn't know what it could possibly be. And that was a seed planted in my heart, but laying dormant um, for decades. So what moved you from your curious into that, into that sort of health and wellness and medicine to alternative therapies? Because I could see if you're really interested in cancer research and whatnot, you'd be looking at the what's being taught in medical schools now. What made you look on alternatives? That's that. That's a really good question. First of all, I never went into any of the cancer research or any medical research. I really just it it just got buried. Just this feeling of, you know there's got to be something else. I didn't know how to approach it. I'll tell you when I was at, um, it, and it was already a big 20 year lapse and then another 20 years before I even got triggered with these very, very, very few words. I was at a chamber of commerce meeting in Saratoga Springs. It's a, a very fine race town, resort town. One and of my favorite in cities in New York. Yeah, great. Oh, we loved it. We actually had a showroom there for our furniture, right? So I was at a chamber of commerce and networking, right? Meeting the other business owners. And one of the hotel owners, she said to me, she said, I've started a side gig. She said, it's, it's, um, it's a, like a health technology. She said, I'm feeling better. And this is the three sentences she told me. She said, it's molecules. It's Mole the, the same molecules the body makes, the healing molecules of the body. And something got turned on inside me, that which was like dormant and just wondering, that sounded, that sounded like a solution to me. And so I investigated it and I, I thought if this is real, then it's like a revolution, you know, it's empowering the body to heal itself right at, right at the fundamental level of when healing starts in the body. So that's how you got into ASEA. You met someone at the Chamber of Commerce. That's so cool. Yes. And not at all knowing this was going to happen. So ASEA found me. <laughs> Very cool. How long ago was that? 12 and a half years ago. Wow. And so you did a little research and you went, yes, I want to be a part of this. That's about it. Yep. I, I needed to, to do two things. I wanted to know, is, the, is there like this, a real science, redox biochemistry, redox signaling? And uh, number two, oh, who, who's running? Who's running it? Are they real people? <laughs> you know, is this a real business? And I looked at it and it's like, you know, it fit the bills for me. And I, I thought this is worth this is absolutely worth trying and incorporating in my life, um, you know, until, and that was the best way for me to understand, is this real or not, was actually stepping in. So did you become a, a customer before joining the team, so to speak? You know, I was so excited about what I was reading and what I was hearing and what it was you know, completely non-toxic and native to the body that I started sharing it before I even got my products. And yes, <laughs> I signed up. <laughs> I, I wanted to be, I could immediately, I immediately got the vision of this is, this can make a shift in the world, right? It can be a better way for us to live in our own bodies in this toxic world. That's really what we're suffering from is hyper stress, hyper toxicity in the world, which is a man's doing. And here was something man was creating um, to, as a solution, as, 
for us and to help us in this situation of the modern world. So I immediately uh, wanted to be a part of of the shift and a part of the business part. Interesting, because I, I know other people who use ASEA. And I've seen the change from when it first started to here, drink this, it's a supplement, to now there's gels and creams and, and other things expanding. So it's not just here, drink this as a supplement. There's a whole line now. Yeah, you're right. You know, the first five years, because I it was really rather early on, the company had just been formed. Uh, we were walking around with just one bottle, one product. And I tell you, uh, for somebody who had never been exposed to network marketing um, or multi-level marketing, any of that, you know, home-based business, aside from my dad's photography yeah. business, which which was amazing, um, but that kind of where where you have teams and you're able to to build organizations, I'd never been exposed to it, and so this was the very first first time was with ASEA, and it, I'm I'm so grateful for that. Well, as a, like I said, as someone who grew up with an entrepreneur, do you find that the multi-level marketing or what they're calling networking marketing now is a good entry point for someone who kind of wants to start their own business or start a gig or start a side business without having to start from scratch? Oh, that's the key. Like our furniture business. Oh my goodness. You got to buy property. You got to buy machinery. You got to buy trucks and forklifts and boxes. And, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on what, what you have to, to get for a startup. Um, this, all we do really, yes, I would say in a nut, in a, in an instant, yes, uh, it's got to be a good fit for you, for your personality, whatever the product or service is in a network marketing company. But really our job and that, you know, that still amazes me 12 and a half years later is I just need to share my story, right? I just need to share my story. Um, I don't have to figure out how to stabilize the molecules. I don't have to get PhDs, a whole team of them to make sure it's everything stabilized and perfect, et cetera. Um, I don't have to get all these different countries that work with the governments to get it registered and val certified in each country. All I have to do is share my story and the company takes care of everything else. For me, that was like mind blowing. Like I say, I'd never even really come across this way of doing business ever in my life. And it's, it's wonderful. You can really, you, you can really incorporate it. Like my friend, the hotel owner said, it's a side gig and she was doing it in the pockets of her life. And I have been doing that like very uh, enthusiastically um, in the pockets of my life too. No, absolutely. And a lot of people are doing that. Even people who are still having nine to five jobs, everyone knows with layoffs, with pandemics, with whatever the future holds, there's no certainty. If you only have one income flow, what happens when that one income flow goes? Like you were saying with your husband, suddenly aviation industry didn't need ferry pilots anymore. Now what are you going to do? Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's, and you, and you know, it's, it's just like with our health, it's, you, you want to be preventative. Like you want to think in terms, that's, that's what I was looking for. Like, you know, so that, so that the diagnosis wouldn't get repeated, you know, so that the cells could take care of them, of themselves. It's the same with our finances. If we're not, if we're not creating something vi vibrant and vital 
and sustainable, like ongoing, that's outside of ourself, which network marketing um, model can do for us. If we don't create that, yes, we have to put energy in and create, create that. Um, if we don't do that before we need it, it's, it's, it's a bad space to be in, you know, suddenly I need it and it has to work like instantly. No, there's skills to learn for anything that we take um, upon us and engage engage in. And that's the same with the network marketing. But yes, I would absolutely recommend that we do that. Everyone find a, a side gig like that. It's, it's brilliant. And it's, I think it's the way of the future. I think we're franchising. Each one of us is franchising ourselves, so to speak. The one thing I've heard people be concerned about network marketing is it's like, oh God, I'm going to have to sell to my friends. It's like Avon all over again. And I'm just, everyone's just going to be really annoyed with me trying, constantly trying to pitch this stuff. How do you explain it to people who are just starting to get involved? How, how do you say, no, it's not just showing up at house parties and say, here, buy my stuff. Yeah, no, it isn't. Um, well, you know, the conversation with the Redox is unique in that um, it's it's a whole new conversation. So there's a lot of education. So it's a it it's the simple thing of do you know do you know what Redox is? Or if someone it's just really, you know, they say business is all about conversation. And so you create these conversations. And if someone expresses a, a need then you can touch on it. It's like, well, I've, this has helped my friend and this is what I've been doing. And this has helped my husband, you know, with his, he had terrible neck pain for decades. It was awful. It was just really, really awful. That's gone. You know, I can share that story. It's all about sharing our stories. So it's not about hammering somebody over and over again, coming back to the same person that said, I'm good, I'm fine, thank you. And that's fine. It's like, well, great, that's awesome. I'm so glad. Um, you know, let's change the subject and 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 move on. Um, sometimes, you know, people realize they have a need. It could be years later uh, and they may come and ask you uh, about it. But it's not about uh, constantly pushing and even about home parties necessarily. It's really just about letting people know, I consider myself a door opener. I, you know, I open the door to the reality that this Redox technology exists and it can be of benefit if they so choose, choose to do so and incorporate it in their life. And if they say yes, then, then, then the next step is, is learning about it. And if they say no, it's like, that's cool. Excellent. And one of the things they have about network marketing is if someone becomes a client and suddenly says, wow, this, this is really great. How can I be involved? You can actually help them. Yes, it's beautiful. So it's really a word of mouth uh, marketing. And we're inspired by um, others. You know, what, what we're experiencing, we want others to experience. When we see people hurting, we know that they don't have to continue. There's, there are solutions. There are advanced, holistic solutions and technologies. ASEA is a very, very, very advanced, way ahead of its time. And that's something that they can, they deserve to know about it and can consider. Um, and some people say, no, thank you. And some people are saying, 
where have you been? I've been praying for something like this. And thank you for speaking up. Very cool. Well, you've had this this really interesting past of flutes and furnitures and, and working with the CNO. What do you see your future? What what other interesting adventures are you planning for your future? Oh, other than a sea, well, I'm learning to sail a laser and I'm out on the lake by myself learning how to use it. And I love it. So, you know, at 64, learning on a whole new sport and, you know, trying to take it to extreme levels. I'm not there yet, uh, but it's it's exciting to be in in a mind and body that is feeling younger and more vibrant, more flexible than I did when I was a younger woman, right? It's, and to be together with my husband, both in good health and mind and, and still having, not only still, but maybe even more having that zest for life and adventure and uh, with clear minds and agile bodies, that's very, very exciting. And I want to just um, let people know that that's available to all of us. And so the future, it's, I, I see it more as a, like a community growing and understanding and better understanding and people that want to, being part of a community that we're growing for people that want to make a difference in the world, people that do want to take control of their health and have control of their finances, have, have an, a, a, an income coming in every week that is beyond even their activity, that is, it's a legacy income. And I find that growing together with others in that community is, it's, um, it's, it's very, very exciting and very, very fulfilling. Any words of wisdom for someone who's working a nine to five job or just graduating high school or college and thinking about, I keep hearing all this entrepreneur and startups and gigs, and I don't know where to start. What's, what's some advice for you? Don't resist. If you're feeling that, if you even have one molecule of wondering whether entrepreneurship is for you, make the decision to, to start something. Start by looking, but start, like start today. Listen, explore, and make a decision to, to, to step into the water and start swimming with it. Um, whether it's, you know, just opening your own accounting office, right? Or photography business like my father or starting a furniture business, very hard by the way, and <laughs> or, or, or finding a product or a service that really resonates with you. Uh, for me, it was the, the Redox technology. Embrace it and go for it. And then find the people that will help you to grow because this kind of business, we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. We're a community helping each other to grow. Absolutely. And that's, that's why we network so much. It's not networking only looking for potential customers and clients. It's the collaborators. It's the people who can help us and we can help them. They can introduce us to, I need help with bookkeeping. Oh, I know a guy. And that's what the network is. It could be six degrees of separation from someone who says, hey, do you know anyone who blah, 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 six networking groups later? Hey, yeah, I know someone. And that's kind of one of the powers really, there. Yeah. Do I know anyone that's really good at doing podcasts? 
that's how I got one of my podcasting clients. It was someone who was a Neba who heard somebody else say, oh, I just talked to somebody in another group and they were looking for someone. It was literally five different networking groups that I ended up making a client. And that's what pretty much all marketing is network marketing. All sales is that evangelical sales. Because if you're really into something, you're going to be a much better storyteller. You're going to be a much more engaging person to talk with as opposed to, hi, they've paid me to sell this thing. Do you want one? And huh. yeah, it's, it's, it's hard enough to sell. In fact, when I was first starting my own agency, I was in corporate for 30 years. I gave myself two years to learn how to be an entrepreneur, how to run a business. I found coaches and books and mentors, and I was completely, do I have to pay taxes? What's a P&L? It's it, it, all the stuff you had, on, but it's all out there. there. There are books, there's speakers at libraries, there's SCORE, there's the SBA. All this information is out there, and they're looking to help you. So absolutely if even if you're like well i'm going to do nine to five but then start looking for additional gigs Mm -hmm. do it yeah even though i own my own business i'm also a professional genealogist that's another gig i have and because yeah one one line of income dries up i have others monetize your hobbies find something that you love to do that other people don't saying hey you don't want to do that I'll do it for you and it'll only cost you this much. Yeah, to be creative, right? Don't shy away from it. Exactly. Look for those those niche niches and those gaps of what people are needing. Uh, just like with our furniture. Somebody asked my husband to build something when he, he wasn't out flying around the world <laughs> um, out of wood. And that led to a whole business for us and has you know, been obviously very, very good for us um, uh, all our life, all our married life. And that wouldn't have happened if he'd said, nah, or not gone to the show, gone to the store and showed him the pictures or my dad showing just something simple. Like it's taking action. It's making the decision and taking action. Overcoming, if you have any fear, just getting, mustering up one molecule of braveness, of braveness, right? Of courage and stepping out and taking that step. And one, one step will lead to the other. Um, uh, and I have to say about network marketing, um, the professional and personal development that comes packaged in with it is, is really quite astonishing. So that is something, if, if, even if you're just looking for that, Join a network marketing company. Find one with a good ethos and and a valuable something of value to people, and and step out and and do the do the do and and create a life of your dreams. Really, excellent. If someone wants to reach out and contact you, what's your contact information? What's your phone, email, website? How do how do we reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm on um, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I have a website. Um, I can give you my phone number. Um, do you want to scribble? Yep. 315-717-6435. And Joanne, yeah, just text me. So you saw this um, this Neba 
presentation and, and chat together with Meryl. I have to say that I absolutely love Neba. We meet on Tuesdays at 8.30 Eastern Time, and it's such a, a really authentic group of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and individuals who want to be together, uh, uh, share with each other, collaborate, and uh, grow their business and actually make a difference in the world. That's why yeah. I show up every week as well. <laughs> I'll make sure all your uh, contact links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for all your time today. It was such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Meryl. Likewise, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the New England Business Alliance podcast. Join us next time for more business resources.